Hi, Dom. Hello. How are you? Better than Tai Tuivasa. Yeah, you're definitely better than Tai Tuivasa right now. Not at fighting. (laughs) But I would imagine his head hurts worse than mine does. I I would totally imagine that. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Aaron is hanging in. I, uh, I could be better. I could be much, much worse. I mean... I, I want to know, uh, Ryan is delayed because he's eating something. What do you think he's eating? Well, my initial thought was burrito. So I'm going to say burrito. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to go with you on the Hispanic food. OK, but I'm not sure what kind. I'm going to go south of the border. I, I'm, I'm feeling like it's going to be uh, like a carne asada fry. Or which is really just an opened up burrito. Yeah, a burrito served on fries. <laughs> Open face burrito fries. I, where are you on carne asada fries? Depends on where they're from. Carne okay. asada fries really can be hit or miss. You know, Southern California carne asada fries are usually perfect, like Los Primos is who mm-hmm. I think of immediately. Uh free shout out. <laughs> yeah. Uh out here in Texas, it took uh, six years, approximately, to find the right carne asada fries, and and that's at El Pollo Rico, locally okay. here. Okay. Yeah, and they're solid. They're solid. What do you put on carne asada fries besides your carne asada? I so rarely order them. I typically just get them how they come. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> throw the stuff on if i'm gonna go to a place that has that i want the giant burrito that's the size of like half my arm you know yeah 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 i hear what you're saying texas is kind of a bummer on the burrito front really yeah yeah because everything is tex-mex they they don't pay everything yeah. is everything's beef as well because well, it's okay Texas. That. and then yeah it's totally fine but they miss out on a lot of the awesome chicken and pork that, that you can find in the, the Southern California Mexican food? I don't want chicken in my burrito. Actually, the pork is pretty solid here. Ooh, I want a burrito. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> well, yeah, we were trying to guess what Ryan was eating. Yeah. We're, we're, for, we're forgetting the basics, like perhaps pizza. Maybe spaghetti. Spaghetti. Maybe something. Which is pizza pasta. That's right. Maybe he has some sort of like. He might have lasagna, which is Elev- pizza cake. Yeah. Elevated chicken Caesar salad, maybe. Yeah. Chicken parmigiana, which is he, he pizza could chicken. Have, he could have in and out. I don't know. Ooh, that's a good call. I'm trying, I'm trying to also think of what's near him. And there's a yes. good selection of everything yep. we've been talking about. Uh, I was thinking about it. With Not football. too hard, I hope. No, no. Otherwise, yeah. my head would start to hurt, like tied to Ivasa's. Yeah. 
<laughs> Whoa, brought it right back. Uh, I was thinking about it. I think we should talk a little more football on this show. Okay. Reason being is football season's about to start. Starts in two days. It That is absolutely true. I think that you and Ryan, listening to you guys talk about it, is just completely awesome for me. I learn a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside the Rye Dome. <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, a couple of conversations happen at the at the shops while I'm doing the card trade stuff sure, around yeah. town. And it's nice to be able to chat about it. And so, I would frankly like to follow it more. It's, it's what's nice. cool about football or the NFL, I should say, right now is there are in any given division, I'm going to count them for you. There are three teams that could conceivably win. Counting's hard. The AFC East. I'm giving the Dolphins a little bit of credit, but certainly the Bills are the favorite. The Patriots could win it. The Jets will not. But it would not be. They have three teams that could be playoff teams in the AFC East. In the AFC North, they have one. You said the Bills? Isn't that what Mike was predicting? The Bills are going to be very, very good, barring, you know, catastrophic injury and they are in that division they will likely win that division but the patriots will also probably be in the playoff hunt and the dolphins could be as well the next division over the afc north the ravens um are going to be good the cleveland browns are going to have half of a good season when they get their quarterback back and then the cincinnati bengals were in the super bowl that next division down is probably the weakest jacksonville indianapolis tennessee and houston but tennessee is a very good team then you have the AFC West is going to be a very fun division. The Raiders, the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. Those are four teams with real playoff aspirations. Um, by any stretch, three of the top eight quarterbacks in football play in that division. Uh, I'm pains me to say it because I hate Russell Wilson, but it's the <laughs> he plays for the Broncos. But Patrick Mahomes is probably a the best. Hard time last week or me? a couple of weeks. No, ago. no, I love Justin Herbert. I just don't think the Chargers are that good. Okay, Justin Herbert is a freaking monster. Yeah. I saw a couple of his beauty cards, man. Ooh, yeah, he's a good-looking kid. Got to buy some for you. In the NFC East, um, that division kind of sucks, but the Cowboys are always interesting. You have the Green Bay Packers, um, the Minnesota Vikings, the Detroit Lions, and the Chicago Bears. The Packers are going to run away with that one, but that's a team that could win the Super Bowl. In the NFC South, uh, Tom Brady is back. And then in the a- NFC West, you have the defending champs, you have the Cardinals, you have the 49ers. So there's a, the AFC certainly seems to be the stronger conference right now, but um, anything could happen. Yeah. What is there a particular? Okay. I want two questions answered mm-hmm. from you. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl genuinely? Yeah. And who who's like, who's your team? Who's your team that you, well, I should know your team. Well, I'm a Rams fan. You know that. Yes, because it's L.A. Um, who is going to win the Super Bowl? It's so hard to say. It. It's so hard to say. I would <laughs> PNP picks. <laughs> I would um, say we should do that. Let's let's do a preseason pick. You and Ryan later. Hold it. Okay. Is that cool. Yeah. I would love to hear you guys talk it out. If you're down. Oh, I love your Howler head shirt. No, oh, thanks. Sponsor of the Pretty Neat Pot. <laughs> they should be. Come they on. They should be. I have not had a bottle of it in a while. I need to get one. Um, yeah, I I think there's a couple of standout teams that have. There's probably four 
teams that would be like the four favorites, two in each conference. And then um, there's a couple of kind of wild card teams in there. It's really hard to pick just one though. Yeah. It seems like it. And I, I I recall even last year uh, because we're probably, I don't know. We're definitely over 50 episodes. Yeah. I would say. Um, (laughs) Didn't get my soundboard. This Thursday, which is what the eighth, the uh, Rams and Bills kick off the season, which I believe is on. Oh no, it's on Peacock. But I think Thursday night games going forward will be on Amazon Prime. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, and Buffalo is a minus two and a half point favorite. I am all over the Rams as the home underdog. The thing is. I don't think it's that easy to a lot of times teams don't win like the ring ceremony banner hanging game um, mm-hmm. like the first one back. And that's what the Rams will do. So and Buffalo is very, very good. So I do think um, I, I like the Rams as underdogs, though. Let me let me dig into this a little more while you bring up your thing. Yes, on Prop 27, by the way, if you're if you're a California voter. I don't know what that means. It means um, Prop 27 gives the, it, it makes sports betting legal in California and you can do it on a mobile device or, or oh, really? on the internet. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's on 27. <laughs> oh, the small, well, the I'll small casino, the small casino Indian reservations support it. The big ones do not. Really? Yeah. The big ones. Yeah. So like the one who will not be named, but is the big one that's very close to Ryan and I. Okay. Um, they don't support it because they can't compete, right? They don't have the gotcha. They don't have the finances to to really play with the big boys, MGM and Caesars and even DraftKings and and uh even like Barstool Sportsbook. There's there's a couple of them, right? Um so it would only legalize online. I I actually don't know. It would not because it, I, I it would like... not stop this big casino that will not be named from participating in sports betting. It just would give them a lot of competition. That's what I'll say. Okay. Okay. I could see that. I could also see them having a situation where like the casino that shall not be named. Right sports betting lounge area that's clearly there for that reason well it's definitely not off track betting in their poker room if that's what you mean yeah the rams at <laughs> the rams at plus 110 according to this website yeah. or minus 110 if you get the two and a half points i i love that huh uh if uh couldn't they i could see them doing like an online gaming lounge you could literally run the entire same situation but they wouldn't be taking any sort of rake on the gambling that's the problem no they would be they get literally 50 percent of the bets it's just money being handed to them because they get all the money when you lose yeah i'm saying if they can't compete in live sports betting but online is is legal then eh, it doesn't matter (laughs) you you would imagine they would have the resources to have an app up and running in three minutes <laughs> if if that um every app that i have seen 
from them has been dog shit. <laughs> Which is fair, but it really just has to be the front end of a website, right? Like it, yeah. it doesn't, you know, yeah. it doesn't even have to be an app. Actually, you could just, it could just be like a home screen link on your phone. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, casino that shall not be named. If you're unless you want to sponsor develop- the show. Yeah. Unless you want to sponsor the show, you can, we are available for hire for app development, uh, yes. ideation and foundation support. Uh, let us know. <laughs> Uh, and we will plug we would actually love to have a pretty neat sports book and uh yeah we could write some fun mma props yeah we could that that if history says anything would for sure win this large casino every penny ever (laughs) bet on it because we suck so (laughs) absolutely the house would have an extreme edge (laughs) the pnp uh interest edge (laughs) That's what I mean. My my guys over at Barstool, they have the Barstool Sportsbook, which is backed by some other casino, and they have they have fun Barstool live betting, and uh, that is that is what we need. Yeah, I feel like we should, if we can, <laughs> if that if that all ever happened, and we ended up with some sort of arrangement or positive yes. relationship with the casino that shall not be named. It would be really fun to do a live watch party with the oh. PNP and record oh. it. Oh, how I'm, fun I'm taking my be? pants off right now. Let's do that. They were already off, and we both know that. <laughs> that is <laughs> accurate. Yeah. How do you maintain your beard? Do you manscape? I do. Why do you ask? I was just curious. Yeah, I have a, a couple sets of clippers, and I, I kind of just manage it every day. Yeah, I probably have to do some more daily maintenance on mine. I use a, a leave-in conditioner softer probably four or five days a week. Really? Uh, yeah, I shampoo it like four times a week. I use a I use a beard wax from time to time. I yeah, shampoo okay. shampoo it yeah. about as regularly as you do. I uh, did some well-deserved maintenance on it today. The weeds were growing. Yep. And uh, yeah, I was really kind of figuring out what I want to do with it i'm just not sure well you can't take it off because then you'll look like a psychopath so that is so true i'm at a yeah. weird age where like if i shave my beard off i look like a middle-aged man trying to look young right and it's a real problem and it is a real problem it's a real problem it's a real problem I, it's funny we're talking about this i was thinking about it the other day because i trimmed mine pretty dramatically and i, I was wondering if the students would notice some of them did <laughs> and uh other ones are like what was your name again? Anyway, um, <laughs> I thought like I could really freak some of them out if I showed up just completely clean shaven, but I, I would look. Yeah, I would not. We, yeah, we, it just we, it doesn't work. We can't do it. Uh, can't we do would it. look like somebody who would freak out at work if you drank their Coke. Yes, which that's I a, have a coworker <laughs> like that. And we uh, did. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, we did. Yes. Now, not quite as bad as that. No. Holy shit, I forgot about that until just right now. That was wild. Definitely shaved his beard when he shouldn't. That was <laughs> wild. I have a, a co-worker now who has a, you know, a lot of us have like mini fridges, right? But he has a, a full-size like kitchen refrigerator. And uh, man, that thing is chock full of Diet Coke. And, you know, some people are allowed to to have it. He's, he's very clear about who is and isn't. And uh <laughs> The the uh, the fury if you are not on that list and you even look at that fucking refrigerator. Yeah, I had an idea for like a 
was I was chatting up a, a fella at one of the shops uh, just about sports in general, specifically UFC. He used to watch it a lot. Okay. Um, uh, and randomly, mini fridges. My wife has the best mini fridge for her desk at work. It just okay. holds like a six pack. It's like perfect. That's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's rad. I'll have to get a picture. Anyway, talking to this I, guy. Have you seen the Xbox one? No. There's, there's a... Like a there's an Xbox Series X mini fridge that Target sells. Right, that is, is, so it is literally an Xbox and a mini fridge? No, no, no. It just looks like an Xbox. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I would say that yeah. makes, that make, there's a lot of marketing sense to be made. There's a whole lot there. <laughs> out of a gaming console mini fridge. Yeah. Rockstar would eat that shit. Monster. I think so. We're just a think tank. We're a thinkubator, one might say. That's really what we are. Yeah. Ryan, how is your burrito? What burrito? Oh, we thought we were going to get it. What did you eat? I made uh, the ever-reliable, in a pinch, uh, bread pizza. Ah, damn it. We we did go second on pizza. Pizza. Yeah. Actually, no, we said carne carne asada fries. I don't know why I can't say that tonight. Carne afrada? Carne uh, afrada size. (laughs) And there's the name of today's episode. (laughs) Carne afrada size. I like it. (laughs) Well, good evening, fellowship. Welcome to the Pretty Neat Podcast. I'm one of your three hosts. My name is Aaron. With me tonight, as always, Dom and Ryan. Uh, They're beautiful people. Go to the the website. Go to the prettyneatpodcast.com. Hit the mailbag and talk to us. We like it. Click our social media links. We don't care about those so much, but dang, we like it if you click stuff because clicking stuff lets us charge advertisers money. And who doesn't like taking money away from those people? We're so, we were talking about manscaping earlier, by the way. And uh, we're like two or three more like active listeners from being able to do targeted ads. And uh, that's so awesome. share with your friends. Yeah, share, share with your fellowship, invite them into your other fellowship, which is this one right here, because we are taking this goddamn octagon to Mordor and somebody's going to have to help us lift it before we throw it into the fires of Mount Doom. If Verna Yandaroba had been tasked with bringing anything anywhere, she would have just gone in a very wide turning right circle. <laughs> in fact, I invited her on the show tonight and she got lost on her way here. <laughs> That's a cheap uh, joke. I don't feel good about that joke. It's, it's all good. How was the weekend, fellers? It was fun. Good MMA things. What I'm going to say this. I have something negative to say. Ryan, you go first. <laughs> All right. It good was, news. Good news first. Good news. Uh, wife's grandmother's birthday party. I was going to say 90th birthday party, but I'm not I sure. I thought you were going to say why, good news. Wife's grandmother died. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely not. Everyone's incredibly sad and i'm enjoying it greatly yeah <laughs> she made it to 90 um i'm i'm not 100 on the on the age i was gonna throw out 90 but yeah that's awesome 
uh, yeah, had the day off on Monday, which was which was nice. Um, mm-hmm. Not labor so great. Me. There's a huge fucking fire. Yeah, Fairview. Yeah, what there is, sure is. What is it? Are you guys in the clear? Are you uh, getting smoked? They're they're currently evacuating certain parts of Hemet. Okay. And the wind the wind is blowing away from where I live. So so far so good. But still, five percent containment, not good. No, not good. Yeah. Well, I'll have to check in with the good doctor and make sure everything is all okay there. Oh yeah, that's it's. You know what? Yeah, you you definitely do need to do that's that. A, that's a that should be a priority for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fires. There was a lot of heated exchanges this weekend that weren't fires. So here's my negative thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) On Saturday, I went to the Aquarium of the Pacific in Long Beach. Hey, Aquarium of the Pacific in Long Beach, get your shit together. Like get their fish together, the fish where, shit. Where on earth do you get off with anything that you do? The most interesting animals they have are like very small <laughs> portions of what they are. <sighs> and it really upsets me. And it's way too expensive for a building that is like not that chock full of things to look at. You should, that sounds like they should team up with the Austin Zoo, which is pretty much like we have a tiger and and a pair of zebras. Yeah, the world, and, the world renowned Austin Zoo because yeah, everyone's heard of that. I I didn't yeah, know there was one. See exactly uh, there, and there's a a reptile exhibit. <laughs> so. That's the Austin Zoo. Now, the San Antonio Zoo, we do visit once a year, and it's awesome. Highly recommend the San Antonio Zoo. It's small, and you can pretty much see the entire thing in three hours and see all the animals you want to see. So the issue with that is Ryan and I are roughly one hour from the greatest zoo in the world. (laughs) So why on earth would we go to the San Antonio one? Uh, if you're in San Antonio and happen to want to visit a zoo, then you should no, definitely visit. Neither the of us want. Neither of us want to do that. <laughs> but thank well, you for offering. You're. You welcome. know. You may not. You may not know it, but San Antonio is the seventh largest city in the continental United States. So I actually people, did know that people are going there. It's true. But you're right that in comparison to what we have, which is the creme de la creme, why would you go there? You wouldn't. You would. Yeah, exactly. That's very sad. Fuck them animals in San Antonio. Yeah. There's a home video that definitely exists of me when I was six going to the fucking San animals. Yeah, fucking in animals. San Antonio? <laughs> uh, fucking animals in San Antonio. No, uh, I guess it is true what they say about the only thing in Texas. <laughs> uh, I was I was maybe four to six at the San Diego Zoo, and my my grandpa was visiting from New York, and he was aiming the the camera at me, and he points it at me, and he's like, "Aaron, what's up?" And all I say is, "It smells like flamingo shit," and I walk away. And uh, <laughs> and I think I haven't changed in thirty five years. That seems right. Yeah, 
<laughs> did you Should know we... that flamingos get their pigment from their diet? I did. Yeah, okay. it, it's that stuff that they eat, right? The, uh, what is it? What's it called? They're basically little shellfish type of deals. Yeah. Do you what know a... what orangutan translates to in English, roughly? No, please this educate is, me. This is maybe my favorite thing that there is anywhere. Aaron, do you know? No. It translates roughly to person of the forest. Hell yeah. I, I really like that. How perfect is that? Because if you think about it, if you were in Borneo or somewhere in Sumatra mm-hmm. and you lived in a hut and you were just like walking through the forest hoping for some berries and you saw these fucking crazy looking humanoid orange apes swinging from the trees <laughs> that kind of look like you, but kind of don't, you'd be like, what? That's a person of the forest. Hey, you fucking orangutan. What are you doing? Eat my berries. Yeah. 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 Get, your, get your ass out of my trees. Get, get your own berries. How cool is that, though? Um, think, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked on these uh, animal fun facts that we're dropping right now. I have many. Do you want to keep going? Why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have one queued up. Which animal would you like to know about? <laughs> Tell, tell me about the uh, <laughs> tell me about the sloth. Which one? <laughs> is it a West one. African swallow? Do you know? Do you know about the giant sloth that they think is that is reported extinct, but that they think actually still exists? Yeah. Um, it no. just moves so slow they can't see it. No, they think it's the giant extinct sloth not extinct i don't i don't even know how to how to google this um (laughs) maybe it is just the giant sloth some people think that they still exist and there's like sightings of them and and that sort of thing um Hmm. which is which is pretty cool also i know sloths are known for their smell and are actually like extremely dangerous if, if they decide to to lay one of those gnarly claws into you so uh, I had an idea uh, that is comparable to this fact-pulling endeavor. And if a sloth um, was a UFC fighter, it would be uh, Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall? Minari yeah. rules all day? Yeah. yeah. See, this is a fun fact. They poop a third of their body weight in one bowel movement. That must be so relieving. <laughs> that's, that's wild. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> and sloths are three, st- three times stronger than humans. Yes. Takes sloths 30 days to digest a leaf. Uh, the image the, of Randy Marsh taking the massive shit in South Park uh, is all me- I measured in Curex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this shit may, weighs 15 Curex. <laughs> I think uh, every sloth poop. Sloths are one of those things where you, you kind of are like, what is your purpose? Why are you here? Giant pandas are like that for me. I, I kind of feel like as as a human society, we should have just let them go extinct. <laughs> wow, you're not um, you're not mesmerized by the cute not part. a fan of the giant panda. Let me tell you why. They cannot take care of themselves. They would go extinct even if it wasn't for the extreme habitat loss they've they've had to face. Um, they would. They they are just not viable creatures, and they're not even actually bears. And, mm-hmm. you know, let's just fucking move on, right? I'm also heard, not crazy about koalas. 
I've heard that panda meat is highly addictive amongst the Chinese billionaire elite. Is that true? Yeah. I believe it. Panda oh. meat. Highly koalas. addictive. Rampant gonorrhea with the koala yes. population. Yeah. Ugh, that's tough. <clears throat> also, uh, cheetahs. <clears throat> cheetahs are my least favorite big cat, if you guys were wondering. And they would likely go extinct if it wasn't for human interference. Yeah. Why is that? Have you Why been to the San Diego least... Zoo or the San Diego Zoo Safari Park ever? Yeah, I have. Okay. Uh, let me ask you a question. Have you ever even one time seen a keeper walking or in the enclosure with, <laughs> let's say, the lion? Not that mm. I recall. Do they put a golden retriever in there to be its friend? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Uh, what about what about our friend the leopard? They get in there with that? No. <laughs> they get in there with the tigers, Ryan? Definitely not. No. What about the jaguar? No, not the, not jaguar. the jaguar. Oh, certainly not, because that guy will stroll into a village and take a kid. Do they get in there with the cheetahs, Ryan? Uh, I want to say that they do. Yes, yeah. they do. Do the golden retrievers raise the cheetahs as their own puppies? Yes, they do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that make them more adorable? No, <laughs> it makes them worse. It makes them domesticated. They're cool looking, don't get me wrong. They ever get in there, and especially if you go to the San Diego Zoo, they have the new mountain lion exhibit. They ever get in there with those? No. No, they sure don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't like cheetahs. I understand. Why you telling they're... me you wouldn't want to get in there and give that cheetah belly rub? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I just think of, of the big cats, they are the worst. They're in not even as interesting. Big cat? Yeah, they are not even as interesting as some of the small big cats, like the African sand cat. You ever seen that fucking wild thing? Yeah. Not. Aaron, Google the African sand cat. Hey, li- yeah, little, yeah, what is it? Little Jamie? I'm not Jamie and I'm not young. Uh, sand cat. African sand cat. Uh, now, maybe they're more adorable and they get raised by golden retrievers because they're like half cats, half dogs. Wow. Cheetahs. That is. Wow, you were you were not even close with that clue, were you? <laughs> Sand cat African. Sand cat. It's that thing right there, that top one. Yeah, yeah, look at him. They have several. They have a couple of these at this. The San they Antonio do, and you, you. Oh, and they have them at the safari park too. Yeah. 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 Well, you could look at the bright side of the cheetah, though, uh, in that it might be your least favorite big cat, but it could be your most favorite big cat that you could give belly rubs to. Hell yeah. That's, that's the true. bright. That's the bright side of a cheetah. Go cheetahs! You know what Let's else? Cheetahs. You know what else I love besides belly rub and cheetahs? <laughs> belly rub and cheetahs could be a ska band that we start. Hell what yeah! Cheetahs. <laughs> hey, belly, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the belly rub and cheetahs. <laughs> cue some sweet trombone i want to wear a pinstripe suit and one of those hats (laughs) me too one of those hats (laughs) uh is that french for how are you i don't know or they just say sava it's it's like it's just the in the way that you uh intonate it yeah yeah so yeah ufc paris happened what did you guys what are what is the initial reaction from ryan about anything ufc paris what was the thing that stuck in your mind after that the crowd was amazing they need to go there at least twice a year like they do england 
Yep. I'm on board. I am on board with that. Yep. You know what I really loved is that they, their cheers swung the fights. It was so good. They they said that they were clapping and stomping in unison. It sounded like a fucking earthquake. That's incredible. Well, they get that from the soccer games, right? It's not it's not a stretch to me that like in England or or France, or I'd imagine if they did it in Spain, although I don't know how many fighters are from Spain. That's how soccer games are. If you go to a PSG game, those guys are crazy and there's 90,000 of them there. So they're they're they know how to be good sports fans. I'm I, none of us should be surprised. Yeah. I, I I would love to see that. And you know what else? The the French fighters quality of the french talent that they brought in uh was impressive i gotta say uh and it happened at bellator as well it seems like the french have a distinct home field advantage uh but there's i think there's maybe one or two fights that i'm not correct on from this card but i'm bringing them up right now uh, I mean, while you're bringing those up benoit saint saint denis is he yeah. french oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah he's uh he is the aforementioned in our text thread the french special forces mma product mm-hmm. so he came out of the french special forces mm-hmm. he sure did any one okay. performance of the night for his 16 seconds into round two knockout of, of the man with the hippiest mustache from <laughs> Brazil. Yeah. Gabriel Miranda, if he is wasn't from Brazil and he was just a white dude we met named Gabriel Miranda, he looks like that's what his name would be. <laughs> like Jared Leto. If that guy's name was Jared Leto, I'd believe it. I'm glad he got knocked out. Fuck him. He looks like he looks like the Brazilian version of the lead singer of Incubus. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I was pretty impressed with uh, Christian Quinones round one knockout of Khalid Taha. Hell uh, yeah. That was that beautiful. Tijuana gym putting out some prospects. Yeah. And he yeah, was an under. He was always oh, a pick him in that fight. Okay. I thought he, he was, was an underdog for some reason. He was. Uh, at the time when we recorded, uh, he was an underdog. And we talked about him being an improper underdog here. As well as Natan Wood. Nathan Wood. Uh, who won by unanimous decision decidedly, and he was the dog in that fight. Um, so we called that pretty neat. Picks was on it for that shit right there. Oh. We uh, we didn't know who William Gomez was. <laughs> Gomez. <laughs> See, <laughs> <laughs> but props to him. I did. I do recall the Netherlands gentleman that lost. That he lost, or whom lost that fight. Um, Hey, you win some, you lose some. I don't even how, remember this fight being exciting. How did he win a unanimous decision if it was if there was a 29-29 in there? It was a majority. Oh, uh, ESPN, ESPN says unanimous. Uh, gotcha. I mean, it, we're splitting hairs. Yeah. But hmm. uh, then a couple of Russians won. Uh, Roman Kapilov beat Alexio Di Chirico. Is that a Chirico? Because it's Italian. How do you say that? Uh, Alessio de, de, de Chirico. De Chirico. Dominic de Coco. <laughs> Dominic de Coco. <laughs> Bellissimo. That's right. Uh, it's just yep. kiss right here. Yep. Love it. 
Joaquin Buckley lost, uh, and he lost kind of how we we court, we sort of expected him to. We we kind of talked about how he gassed a little bit. And, I wasn't uh, prepared to see how much volume that uh, Nasserdine was going to put on him. Yeah. I really thought he would he would pause a little bit and let allow Joaquin to get some of those power shots off, which he got a couple, but uh, Nasserdine just he put it on him. He put a pace on him. Yeah. Also a Frenchman. Yeah. Let Dom and Ozzy and Ozzy fought an Italian dream. Yeah. Kind of without sleeping him, slept him a little bit. And by that, I mean, Marvin couldn't wake up. Robert mm-hmm. muted every single thing Marvin did. What did you think about that fight? And what do you think about the potential for Whitaker against Adesanya or Pajeda? Um, I mean, the strikes statistic is what jumps out at me. 74 to 38. Yeah. And Whitaker only threw 45 more. That's pretty extreme. Um, Takedown was beautiful. You know, Robert Whitaker cannot beat Israel Adesanya. We know that. Um, I I don't think he can beat Alex Pajeda. I think it sucks because if those guys didn't exist, he's probably champion. Um. Is he yeah. the Colby Covington of the middleweight division? He kind of is. He's kind of in no man's land. I mean, it's, you know, with all, everything going on at welterweight, and we'll, we'll get more into it when we talk about, you know, 279 or whatever it is, but Leon Edwards and Kamaru and Chemaev and even a guy like Bilal Muhammad, nobody mentions Colby Covington anymore. He yeah. just, and, and I think, would any of us not pick him to beat Leon Edwards? Colby? Yeah. I, I would because his his style. That's what right? I'm saying. He has yeah. a stylistic advantage. I'm saying all three of us would pick him to beat Leon Edwards, and nobody's even talking about that fight happening. Yeah. It's so stupid that the, it's, it's the, kind of weird. Robert Whitaker, like, what do you do with him? I, I don't I don't know. It's goofy that they want the Jorge fight with Leon to happen more than Colby. Yeah, that thing's so because of because of their bad blood from years and years ago in the back. Fuck all that noise. How many Jorge's... people am I supposed to believe Jorge has bad blood with? Yeah, and not to mention the fact that Jorge might be going to jail for trying it, to fight I mean, Colby it's not impossible, right? It's not impossible. Yeah, the UFC might be just in the right place to let him go. I think Jorge would actually <clears throat> would actually be the savior of BKFC. Uh, Jorge? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, that's interesting. I want to see Jorge fight Platinum Mike Perry okay. in BKFC because Platinum Mike Perry just beat Michael Venom Page, which was a shock. But hey, Jorge's, you know, that's the attitude he's got. You know, let him go there and, and make them millions in pay per view. See, for me, there's two types of no man's land. There's Colby Covington, Robert Whitaker. Uh, honestly, Dustin Poirier is probably in that group. Um, let me give you a few more names just to make it fair. Brian Ortega Steven is Thompson. in that group. No, not Stephen Thompson. Um, okay. Let me, I, I th- and I think you'll understand why. Max Holloway. Uh, ev- Max, definitely Max Holloway. Every yep. woman's flyweight or every flyweight woman. <laughs> The kind of no man's land you don't want to be in. Yeah. Where you are, nobody thinks you can win the title. 
And I think it would be worse for him if he moved up like he was talking about. Probably. Then there's the no man's land like Jorge Masvidal, if I'm being unbiased, kind of like Conor McGregor right now, Tony Ferguson. Um, yeah. A guy like Anthony Smith would be the first example. Sorry. Um, where there's interesting fights for you and people are going to tune in, but you're also not in the title picture. Yeah. It's like interesting. There's but like, it's not contendership. Exactly. There's like two versions of it. And yeah. I'd rather be in the one that Jorge Masvidal is in than in the one like Colby Covington is in, even though everybody knows Colby Covington's better than Jorge Masvidal. He's, he's, unless they, for, unless Usman can't go and I don't know, Hamzat loses to Nate Diaz, but even mm-hmm. if he beats Nate Diaz, I don't think he should have a title shot over Kamaru. Like mm-hmm. a bunch of things would have to happen for Jorge to get a shot at the title or Colby to get a shot at the title. But if they, if Colby got the shot, I think he beats him. So I don't know. Hmm. Whereas like if Robert Whitaker had a shot against Alex Pajeda, I think Robert Whitaker just gets his head kicked off like pretty, pretty quickly into that fight. There's somebody Marvin Fittori should fight next. And it completely slipped my mind. Jared Cannonier. Uh, Darren Till. It should be Darren Till. You think so? Yeah, because Darren Till's in the other type of no, the third type of No Man's Land. No Man's Land three, as I've coined it, as I'm making it up off the top of my fucking head. Where <laughs> there's this absurd potential, and it, the only question is, will we ever see it fully realized? And then within that, there's like subcategories. There's the Shavkat Rachmanov, Jalen mm-hmm. Turner yeah. type, and the Johnny Walker type. You know who Robert Whitaker... Like, we're probably never going to see. I don't remember the Vittori one, but you know who Whitaker should fight now? Paulo Me. Costa. Why? Because they haven't fought yet. And Paulo Costa looked good, he looked good, and neither of them should fight Israel. Did Paulo Costa look good? He looked better than Luke Rockhold. Yeah, he did. uh that was a good fight though i really enjoyed watching that fight it it made me you know what we talked about how robert whitaker has this knack for looking smaller than he is yeah he looked bigger than i expected him to in this fight i thought he matched up really well with marvin vittori size wise and he he did have that super wide stance but when he shot for takedowns it reminded me of gsp's heyday about the like extension when he pushes forward it's just it was it was awesome i wish that he would take people down more uh only taking him down once in that fight i don't know if it was uh uh, i think it was probably the right move because he definitely outstruck him but uh, i want to see him wrestle more uh let's talk about the main event let's (laughs) well taitu avasa is the most american Australian yeah. on the planet. And I love him for that. Uh dang, he was tough. <laughs> okay, so I think he was tough in a better way than like Juliana Pena or who was the other one we like most recently saw just kind of take a beating for five rounds. Um was it whoever Volkanovsky fought? Um, well maybe Max Holloway. Uh, he didn't really take a beating, though. Or Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega Who, did. When, when we're like, hey, oh, you're just really tough. Like, 
obviously Juliana Pena <clears throat> comes to mind. I don't yeah. think that's a compliment, really. In it's not Ty's, like Chris Moutinho level. <laughs> no, exactly. That's a good example, though. I think when it comes to Tai Tuavasa, it is a compliment because he showed that toughness while fighting back. He didn't just accept it for the mm-hmm. duration of the fight. And I think there's a real difference there. Yeah. I I thought what was interesting is it was the game plan. Uh, the His coaches in the corner between round and two, one and two uh, specifically talked to him about how this was the plan. He's going to wear you out. He's going to do this. It's going to be a point game at first. And the second round is yours. You're going to blitz on him in the second round. And that's what happened. And he almost knocked him out. He knocked him down. And uh, Cyril didn't know that he got knocked down until the post fight. I, I don't buy that. But he, that's, when that's he was a, watching that's a fun it, narrative, he was watching it with uh, Anthony Smith and crew. I think it was. No, not Anthony Smith, Michael Bisping uh-huh. and uh, and the folks at the end. And they showed it to him. And he said, I didn't know that that happened. He said, I don't remember that. But he hit me hard. <laughs> but that might have been lost in translation. Either way, when that happened, if a couple more of those bombs that Ty was raining down actually had landed in that moment, my prediction would have come true. It's true. But it didn't happen that way. It happened exactly the way this fight was supposed to happen, which was a, a, a killing machine <laughs> destroyed a fighter. So you, you, ha- you were correct when you say they had the right game plan. And I think I brought it up, but ESPN had an article before the fight that Tuavasa does not get the credit that he deserves for being the technical striker that he is. Mm-hmm. And I think that he showed that for sure. I, I actually think both of these guys are better technical strikers than Francis is. Um, I'm not yeah. saying either. I'm not saying either one could beat him. I'm just Don't saying the, power. the the technical aspect of what they do is more impressive than what Francis does. Um, the problem is you uh, you can't. You can't out game plan the talent discrepancy and the athleticism discrepancy. And those body kicks, it's apparently pronounced surreal, but let's, oh, yeah. let's, let's go with Cyril, right? Because it, that's, we know that's what it actually is. Those body kicks <laughs> were so vicious, like such, they were uh, hard to like, watch. I was in pain watching it. And then I got to tell you, aggressive surreal con who we have not seen outside of, I mean, we didn't see it against Volkov. Um, We did not see it against Rosenstruck. We did see it later in the fight against Derek Lewis. We did not see it against Ngannou. I really like the Sirogan who's throwing those big sweeping right and left hooks. Me too. And that fighter is a very, very dangerous fighter. Yeah. Second round after Ty clocked him, that was the most, that was the scariest heavyweight I've seen in a long since uh, since Alistair's knockout by Francis. Or maybe uh, like prime Kane Velasquez. Yeah. Or Stipe Francis, too. Like it was, yes. it was scary watching somebody with those spleen and liver kicks. But his movement, right? Like the head kick. Two of us. Yeah. The head kick. And two of us was literally like video game wobbled. Yeah. Yeah, straight up finish him level. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Okay. So rumor mill 
is November Stipe well, Jones. Ryan, what do you think about Surreal Gone, Cyril Gone, and yeah. uh, Ty? And lead that into what you think about Stipe Jones and the potential of fighting Cyril. Yeah, it was an it was an excellent fight. Uh, everything you said about Gon's movement, his agility, side to side. Uh, we talked about it somewhat on the day, just the underutilization in general of the work to the body and how he was able to use leg kicks, um, mm-hmm. body kicks, the front kick, those teeps, just mm. like whipping them. And that's initially what started a lot of the onslaught from our two tie when he had him hurt just from those teep kicks, right? Yeah. Ty is his, definitely his jab soft. with his right hand is vicious yeah. too. Yeah. And, and something that I picked up on, you know, you, you may mention that Ty doesn't get the respect he gets for being technical. And when Ty would even think, and just immediately switch stance. Cyril hit him with a leg kick. Boom, mm-hmm. back to that, right? It's automatic. 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 Here's a yeah. leg kick. And then got him out of position. And and he's already shown that he can probably keep that movement up four or five rounds. He, oh, yeah. He definitely didn't need it. Um, and to your point, like his ability to throw power shots, he's only going to do that when he feels like I have limited danger in doing so. He's gonna he's gonna be the type of fighter that we're gonna really appreciate for how technical he is. Some casual fans are gonna be a little disappointed in how technical and methodical he is mm-hmm. because he's not always gonna be going for that devastating finish because he's right. going to systematically break people down. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I I want to see. I want to see more. You know, we we talked about it last week about what the prospect would be for him facing John Jones, right? Who Aaron said there's rumor mill that's going to be happening at the end of the year. I would gone or, or Stipe. Stipe, Stipe and Jones. And Jones. Yeah, yeah. I think for, for the, for the interim belt, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Right. Cause uh, Francis came out and said, Hey, I'm, I'm feeling better, but I'm not going to fight this year. Cause I'm way out of shape. Yeah. Fat Francis hashtag fat Francis. Um, <laughs> him, him and Patty Pimblett and fucking, uh, Khabib have been hanging out, right? <laughs> and Daniel Cormier has uh, been to cooking be a, for him to be a fly on that wall. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> uh, I think we would all agree that in that fight between Stipe and John, while it would be potentially competitive, it's definitely not the ideal year that that would potentially take place. Meaning that mm-hmm. Stipe, I would love to see Stipe three years ago fight oh, John yeah. Jones. That would have oh, been yeah. amazing. Right yeah. now, I just feel like Stipe, he's a fucking gladiator, and he's we- he's wearing it more often than not. Yeah. John Jones has never really taken a significant amount of damage. Not nope. Right, he has an excellent uh, the reach and his defense and oh, his yeah. just ability to game plan means yeah. that he's likely going to win that fight. I would love to see John Jones fight uh, surreal. I'm intrigued by that. And then winner faces Francis again in let's say May 2023. Hey, put it in international fight week. International yeah, fight I was week gonna say go do another, it in July. Do another yeah. seven months and then Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Sexy. 
I don't or, know. You I could. Know. I, I love. I, I want the Jones and Stipe fight to happen because it will say everything we need to know about where both of them are. Because both of them are in this question mark field where Stipe has only lost to the nightmare that's Francis yep. and the nightmare that was DC as a no, heavyweight. No, 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 no. He got poked in the eye and got He's, cut. Then we'll and, take and him off caught. the list. Not lucky. Not It was not lucky in that first fight, but he got caught in the clinch with like a strange upward elbow and then he beat the fuck out of him two times in a row. Then that that adds momentum to to what I'm thinking. Then that really Stipe has only been tested by Francis. Yeah. So Stipe is still the very, very, very top of heavyweight, and Jones should be the very, very, very top of heavyweight immediately. But if Stipe really poses an interesting challenge to him, where it's like a Dominic Reyes part two, like it will it'll be very fun to see the odds of a heavyweight title fight of John Jones versus Cyril or John Jones versus Francis. Yeah. Because if he looks okay against Stipe, that's going to mean a lot. Cause I also want to see how big he got, you know, that's going to matter. That is going to matter. My can, his legs are not okay for the heavyweight division. John's. No, Cyril's no, leg kicks would snap those motherfuckers. He would have trouble, but Stipe is not going to throw those leg kicks. So True. I have two things on this. I think I have heard from people who have trained with him that even at 205, John Jones was tossing around heavyweights. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. him and Stipe is very, very interesting. My concern is heavyweights are not as prolific of fighters as some of the smaller guys. So if you if you are the UFC and you you want Sirogan in there as much as you can, you obviously want Francis in there as much as you can. And we're also assuming Francis is going to sign a new contract. Right. So isn't he yeah. not under contract with the UFC at the moment? Uh weird, I don't it's a weird gray area. Yeah, I, I wonder if they sort of quietly worked out some sort of deal with him because they, it, it, they just suddenly nobody was talking about that anymore. For a while, it was the only thing being talked about. It makes it a fun carrot at heavyweight potential because like Cyril and Jones and Stipe and Ty and Tom Aspinall and Curtis Blades do make everything pretty interesting. And yeah, absolutely. With, they without do. Francis at the top there, kind of still as the king. They wouldn't be in a terrible position, but you might as well keep the carrot there. You know, if he's still branded. Well, I think in a, yeah, I agree. I think in a weird way, heavyweight is suddenly the most interesting division. It It is. It's getting there. It's really getting there. It's better than light heavyweight. Oh, yeah. Better than middleweight. Yeah. Welterweight. Mm -hmm. There's some prospects at welterweight. For me, lightweight is the only one even close. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about the P and P picks this week, and that might spice up your welterweight thoughts. So then, I wonder if is the fight now if they do Stipe and John Jones, and gone is it is is it gone Curtis Blades? That's interesting Prob- because that's going to be wrestler versus striker. How good is his takedown defense? Mm-hmm. His uppercuts are not as good as Derek Lewis's, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> But his knees are much better, so that could happen. I could absolutely see Curtis Blades going in for a Ben Askren Jorge part two. 
Like just a going in for that shot. Gon's just going to trade knees. <laughs> I, I don't understand how, if you're fighting Ciro Gon, and this is what Francis got right. Although Francis really doesn't rush anyone. What on earth are you doing going right at him? Hey, I, I don't understand why anyone would, yeah. would rush him. That makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think anybody has in a while. No, two of us just did. Kind of. Yeah, but it was and, and Derek Lewis kind of did. Well, not yeah, really. Derek Lewis not did, really. but it was problematic. Ty Ty surprised me in that he didn't do more in the first round. But I think that that was just because Gon's distance management was too good. And yeah. And what what are you going to do? He's great. He's, he is he is so good. He is, he is so so good. He and he's probably so the most dangerous submission artist in heavyweight. <laughs> Right, <laughs> nobody's gonna submit you. I, we'll see what John Jones brings, but yeah. I, I, we talked about this off air. I, I kind of think that version of Cyril Gon beats John Jones. Yeah, I don't think that's a hot take. I think that is a reasonable hypothesis. After that, it's not as crazy as it sounded. No, no, Bef- and uh, you know what? It's. It is not as crazy as it sounded last week. It really no, was a yeah, turning point. For sure, yeah. Hmm. I guess John has a serious wrestling advantage against Don, though. And and there is not enough time in the year for Sirocon to close that gap in the training room. So, yeah. Uh, Be interesting. Yeah, the other thing that happened this weekend before we start some picks, uh, because of the time... I thought it was interesting watching Leon Edwards' brother Fabian knock out Leoto Machida in Bellator this weekend hard. And way to go, Fabian. Uh, it looks like the Edwards family is breeding champions. That's awesome. Uh, it was really How great. How old is Leoto Machida? <laughs> Too old for, for at least fighting people whose little brothers are knocking them out. Was he 42, it looks like? Uh, is he? 78? Uh, May 78? Is, he, is that 42? 44. 44. Wow, I can add. Ooh. Wow. Hey, bud. Time to, time to earn this, buddy. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pause it because you haven't yet. That's But right. you should. You should, dragon... Every dragon deserves to lay on their pile of gold for a little while. Go do it. Chill out. We had to get one Lord of the Rings reference in this episode. You opened with like a Lord of the Rings diatribe. Did I? Yeah. Oh, well. Goes to show that I have the memory of a goldfish. (laughs) Well, it's because I'm thinking about the future. Okay. I think we all should. And now it's time for the Pretty Neat Podcast Pick. UFC 279. So I simulated on UFC for the video game, which everyone should go buy so that the UFC uh, sponsors us or EA Sports get at us. We're available. Uh, So I ran it twice first. And what I did was I set it on legendary, set the computer on legendary settings. Uh, I put it in a five round fight. 
all the blah, blah, blah. And Nate Diaz won by submission the first time. And I was like, okay, that's kind of how I see it potentially going. The second fight rolls around and Nate Diaz knocks him out in the fourth round. And then 28 more fights go and Kamzat beats him in the first round in 28 of 30 fights. (laughs) Mind you, yes, I sat through 28 simulations because of the first two. Because it's the kind of that, that like, sense. you know, that one time out of a hundred that it could happen. It's just that one time. And I didn't want to go a hundred times. So this is not. You are not as insane for doing this as you sound. No, because point six, seven, seven percent. They rate. do this with Madden for the Super Bowl every year. Mm-hmm. So. Fair. And like, and, there are times where it has been really close. I don't know if they got it this time, though. Did they? Hmm. Uh, I, let's I don't check think. It out. I don't think they did. I, I also have to say that one fight that I did a couple of times. By the way, if anyone in the fellowship wants to watch these simulations, <laughs> let us know, and we'll stream on Twitch. Go to the website, go to the mailbag, and tell us. Yeah, go on Twitch. And do that shit. We'll watch and we'll talk because we engage. We do. Uh, the fight that really piqued my interest a couple of times was Madden, Lee, was sorry Lee, to Lee, Madden picked Lang. the Bengals. Ah, uh, they picked the Bengals this year. Yeah. Uh, well, I want you guys to tell. Although me they who were, you think it was going to win twenty four twenty one. Didn't the Rams win twenty four to twenty one? Uh, in the actual score, something like that. I don't remember. Uh, but Li Jing Lang, Tony Ferguson repeatedly had Tony Ferguson winning that fight and finishing it as well. So I'm, and you know what? I've been looking at more and more. And like, if Tony is training at Greg Jackson, I think that he's might, he might put some tools in the right places this time around. And I think the leech might actually lose. I hate to be this guy. Don't you don't hate. Don't but hate. I heard that he spent about a week there. <laughs> hey, maybe he learned. And if it was a week, then Greg should start charging by the week. Guys, and, I'm done. I learned and, it all. And that was from <laughs> someone on uh, a very, 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 very famous podcast who has cornered Tony many times. So, and who, if you're still not sure who I'm talking about, runs a, is a, is a, Hickser Hick, Hickson or Henner Gracie uh disciple who runs a very well-known and successful chain of jujitsu schools now. Mm. So mm-hmm. I I'm 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 curious about this one. I, I think this is Tony's chance for some redemption. Okay. And I think he's gonna be fine if this goes to the ground. I think he'll be better off if this goes to the ground. You're so you probably like Tony right. plus two forty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What what do you guys think about El Kakui and Lee and the Leech? Uh same as I said last week. Yeah. Devastating finish. From the leech? Yeah. Just gonna knock him out, finish him off. Oh yeah. Done. Do you guys know the gym that Li Jingling trains out of? No. But we're gonna find out. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Row. This is just the most fitting 
China oh. top team. China top team? Yeah, like American top team, but China top team. Okay. Because yeah. the Chinese are known for stealing intellectual property. Right. <laughs> Got it. There is a joke um, there. Yeah. CTT. Yeah. I turn it CTT. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I would be willing to bet their gym looks just like ATTs does, except it's in China. Um, <laughs> he said on the first episode of Embedded that he's been here since like April, though. I don't yeah, know where he's in been. Vegas. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot get the image of Hamzat holding him over his shoulder and screaming at Dana <laughs> before, borderline, before borderline killing him out of my head. So it's hard for me to pick him, even though I know he has won since then. Mm-hmm. Um, I also can't bring myself to pick Tony Ferguson. So if I was at the <laughs> sports book, I'd be staying away from this one. And I'm going to be honest. Good. I am all set on the Tony Ferguson experience. I am. I am all him and Nate Diaz both. If this was their last UFC go, that would be just fine with me. Thank you for your, your service and uh, good luck in bare knuckle or whatever it is that you do. I'm very excited to see how he does it this weight. It's a, it'll be, it'll be exciting. Do you think the weight is going to make a difference for him? It's one less factor. That yeah, he's, that's that he's having to consider that extra because uh, he's going from 155. He's 15 pounds up. Yeah, that's that's a lot less weight that you have to drop. So it, it might, especially if his serious reach advantage. Yeah, yeah I, I was looking I, at that too. Five inches. What? A lot. And he's shorter. <laughs> yeah, that might be scary for Lee. I, I'm 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 really pulling for Tony in this one. But I think you're right, Dom, that if this was up at the book, I would not want this on my parlay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to say the same thing about Kevin Holland and Daniel Rodriguez if you want to move to that fight. So I believe this is going at 180. Is it what they is. Were saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's going at 180, uh, which makes sense because Kevin Holland was working at welterweight for a bit and middleweight. And Daniel Rodriguez is a middleweight, if I recall correctly. Yes. Um. I'm looking forward to this one. This is going to be a fun fist fight. If it, if I had to guess, uh, I don't have any idea who would win though. I'm a huge fan of both of these guys right now. I got nothing. I kind of like Daniel Rodriguez. Cause I, I feel like Kevin Holland's going to keep it standing. Mm-hmm. Now he does have good submissions and he's shown yep. that. However, I don't recall him having any, type of skill in the takedown department no and they average the same yeah he doesn't have a takedown body does he (laughs) (laughs) and taking him down is the best way to win against kevin holland that's been kevin holland down yeah yeah that's how that's how he lost in middleweight so hard is just being out wrestled when he was like asking Khabib and DC for help mm-hmm. and they were like, focus on the fight. That <laughs> that annoyed the fuck out of me. Hey guys, what do I do? Like, don't talk to us. You're being held the fuck down. So what weight class is Kevin Holland? Welterweight. Welterweight. E- except the middleweight fights that he had. And he dropped um, down because he started in April and March of, of last year. Um, is shocking. Yeah, I just don't know. This is just a. He's just a weird one. He's in like the other kind of no man's land. Where it's like, what do you do with him? (laughs) I don't. I don't know. I I don't think you're wrong. I really don't. 
Uh, another oh, one. His, I, uh, his fight in March against uh, Cowboy Oliveira was a welterweight fight. Yeah, that was welterweight. Uh, that was his debut at welterweight, was it not? I believe so. And then Tim Means, that's welterweight as well. Okay. Oh shit! So he's dirty so, bird. So he's so he's not a he's not a middleweight. He's a welterweight. Should should they just do like? 35, 45, 55, 65, 75, 85, 95, 205, and then like 225 or something. That has been talked about so much. They really (laughs) probably should. Just reduce the layer of complexity for the fans. I think so. And you know what? Keep it on the five so it's American. Don't use the stupid decimal system. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) No. Yeah, not everybody can be perfect. That's right. Okay. Speaking of reach advantages, seven full inches for Kevin Holland here. And I mean, in his arms, (laughs) (laughs) get it (laughs) as a BBC joke. It (laughs) seems likely that it would be elsewhere. Yeah. Too. (laughs) Um, I don't like the idea of tattooing your birth year on your chest. Like Daniel Rodriguez. Yeah. It's uh, right. You may be proud of that for a period of time. And then it's just a a mark of shame, which is, so I was also born in 1986 and he was born only 20 days after me. Um, and I have never really been that proud of that year. So Mm -mm. it was the year. (laughs) I don't, I'm not not proud. It's just like I would never do that. Like 1986 was a chest like that. Like was another year. Yeah. Not that memorable. No. I just remember people having problems finding their beef. Um, I'm pretty sure (laughs) both Frank Sinatra and Walt Disney have birthdays within about a week of mine. Huh. Two great That's Americans, if there ever were. <laughs> I died the day John Belushi was, or I born, I was born the day John Belushi died. It makes me sad. Although maybe I got some of his spirit. Oh, Irenae Aldana, Macy Chazon, who should have fought on the French card, even though she's American, mm-hmm. which is a French sounding name. Uh, this one will be a really entertaining match. These guys are a boxer, a kickboxer. This is going to be a fun fist fight. I feel like it'll end on points, and I feel like it's going to be Irene. Uh, she might have enough to put Macy down, though. I do think that she might have enough ground and pound to to finish it via TKO. That's my so. Call. Aldana has never fought Amanda Nunes. Is that no. right? Maybe with a win, she gets recently that came up to Bantam White. Mm-hmm. I think she fought at Flyway prior. Mm-hmm. That that sounds right. Yeah, she also <laughs> never fought Shevchenko. Yeah, true. <laughs> we know this because we haven't read her obituary anywhere. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fun one. This is, it's another coin flip. Like, there's just a lot of coin flips on this on this card. Like, ev- that's one of the reasons I like this card. Is outside of the main event and one or two others that are pretty massive in terms of spread. All of the fights that are coin flips on this are exciting. Kevin Holland, Macy, Johnny Walker. These are all exciting fights. I would actually say the main and co-main event are two cases of one thing should happen. Yeah. But the other thing could happen. Oh, totally. I mean, Hamzad is not going to get submitted by Nate Diaz. That, I mean, come on. Probably not. But it could happen. Yeah. And who, who knows what's going to I mean, Tony Ferguson at, at some point 
we're going to have to accept that he's lost 18 fights in a row. But, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but it could <laughs> It's like uh, it's just like in the movie Little Giants, which is the second best movie ever made after the rookie of the year. No. Yeah. After the Sandlot, <laughs> actually. Okay. Uh, you're right. I was wrong. It's the third best rookie of the year. Second. But yeah, this is like the scene in rookie in uh, Little Giants when like he he beats his uh, little brother on the race down ride bikes down the hill that one time. One only time. Ta- it only takes the one time. And let's not forget here who Nate Diaz has fought recently. Leon Edwards, champion. Mm-hmm. Jorge Masvidal, okay. Not a champion. Conor McGregor, who he beat one of the two times and was yeah. close the second time. And Kamzat, you know, had and a Anthony great Pettis. fight. Had a, And Anthony Pettis. Mm-hmm. And he had a, and Kamzat, had a war with Gilbert Burns, which he rightfully won, but it was still proof that he's human. If true. it bleeds, you can kill it. That is true. And before that, if it bleeds, you know, you, can kill it. you know, it was Li Jing Lang. Uh-huh. And Nate Diaz, the only reason he's not ranked is because he hasn't fought in long enough. So like Kamzat hasn't faced somebody like Nate yet. Uh so I'm looking forward to seeing him win how he's supposed to win because he's supposed to, and he should. Uh, but <laughs> Nate is Nate. Nate is Nate. And I mean, if it's a repeat of the Leon Edwards fight, but he learned from it and actually finishes it, that would be fucking crazy. I also think Kamzat has a lot less fights and he could get trapped in something basic like a triangle but it's all could nate diaz has more losses than hamzat has total fights ryan i have a question for you go ahead what happens and i and i'm being serious with this question this is not a joke what happens if the apple cart gets turned over and nate diaz wins (laughs) he's still gone cosmo still is gonna fight a top five guy next he might not get the a shot at the belt upcoming and then colby Give him Colby. Give Cosmo Colby. Yeah, why not? Fuck that dude. Yeah. Um, Nate Should Diaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate Gamez. Nate Gamez. <laughs> Nate, Nate what did you call him? The infamous Nate Gamez. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do they do they then say, you know what, Jake Paul, we don't want you to fight Anderson Silva. We want you to fight Nate Diaz. Because that's the only thing that anyone's ever been talking about for him outside of the UFC. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go to Bellator. He does not go to PFL. He's not going to one. He's got his own thing. The Real Fight Inc. He started his own promotion. Yeah. yeah good luck with that. Have fun. He, he just did. <laughs> Something cool. tells me he doesn't have the financial backing to make that successful. Uh, I don't know. It feels like Nick and him are pretty well set. <laughs> Maybe for the two, I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe I maybe would, for Fresno. This this might be kind Stockton. of out. Stockton. <laughs> Damn it. If if Kamzat gets finished by Nate, not just like loses, like gets finished by Nate, knockout or submission, and Tony wins, like the two could have happened. Yeah, I would like to see Kamzat Tony. Okay. 
I know that Kamzat should absolutely destroy Tony, but if Tony can pull Rabbit out of a hat and Kamzat is no longer seen as a magician, let's see which one is imaginary and which one's fucking real. <laughs> I'm down. I want if they both if if that's if the Kudovs win on Saturday, I think Kamzat should fight Tony next. And then okay. whoever wins that should fight Colby. They would I, never do that. They that's, would never yeah, do it. That's never going to happen. Um, I <laughs> think if Nate wins, I don't think we see him fight professionally ever again. And I think this is what the Nate and Nick Diaz army points to. And, and he kind of goes as the guy who never really got the respect or shine he deserved in their eyes. Um, I also, the more I think about it, I give Hamzat credit for taking this fight because mm-hmm. he either smashes him in the first two and a half minutes or it's kind of a bad look for him, right? <laughs> the longer it goes, the longer it goes, the more his reputation takes a hit. It's not like Gilbert Burns, mm-hmm. who who all the real fight fans knew was a tough matchup for him. Mm-hmm. It's not like that at all. So yeah. this, is, this is a guy he should absolutely annihilate. And if he doesn't, it's a bad look for him. So I, I, in a sense, give him credit for taking the fight. Yeah. Well, let's find the best odds on that. Where, where is it? It's going to be something crazy like Hamzat by stoppage. If you want him to win inside of two minutes or something. I don't even see the odds on here. WTF. Where are the odds? Am I blind? No, you can't bet on it. It's just like not even allowed. Okay, I'm not crazy. Okay, so it's yeah, not on. It. It's not even on the website. I think the most recent time we saw something like this, I'm gonna say it was actually kind of three fights in a row, but really just one was Francis Cain Velasquez back in February of 19. Yeah, which lasted 26 seconds. That. And that fight, to me, made more sense than this current Hamza <laughs> Nate Diaz thing does. But Francis only had the option to to just sort of annihilate him. Yeah. I mean, my God. In 2019, well, from February of 19 to May 9th of 2020, he had three fights that lasted a total of one minute and 57 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy (laughs) uh anything on the undercard that you were excited about on this yeah well besides all of it hakeem Uh, do no no the the world's greatest american chris barnett oh geez chris barnett jake collier oh my which the last time we saw chris barnett was that oh no the head kick against viante is what uh, I'm thinking of. Yeah, he, he, he lost one. He lost to somebody in April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got he got smoked. He got mm-hmm. outworked in his last fight. Mm-hmm. Which Jake could totally do. So, I think Chris will have to knock him out to get the win in this. I still like him at plus three thirty. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. I dig on that quite a bit. Uh, Johnny Walker, I all we didn't even talk about Johnny Walker. Jeez, uh, Johnny Walker is going to fight Ian Kudalaba. Another one that's just mayhem waiting to happen. 
total fucking mayhem. Just the the capoeira style, him and Michelle. I will watch them fight any day. Ian Kudalaba, he's a mad dog. Watch him fight any day. But he's also strategic, which I like. You know, he had that weird little spell with Magomed where he pretended to be rocked and fight ended. So at least he does play some acting in there. That's fun. And Johnny Walker has a mohawk. So Johnny Walker has lost four of his last five, but before that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine fights in a row he had won. Um, going back to Katana Fight Gold Edition um, in March of 2017. Johnny Walker, there. I mean, I can't, in the way that I can't think of Li Jianling without thinking of Hamzat eating him, um, <laughs> I can't think of Johnny Walker without thinking about how people were saying he could beat John Jones. And then, um, and then he did the weird flop celebration thing and tore his shoulder. And it's just been a disaster ever since. Yeah. Jeff He's Neal. the light heavyweight version of, of uh, Darren Till. Yeah. Jeff Neal knocked him out. Um, who's the other guy who's now in Bellator killing it. Um, who knocked him out? Corey uh, Anderson. Corey mm-hmm. Anderson. Yep. Another one that really, was a bummer that got away but he's just not very charismatic <laughs> he's he's not the greatest in terms of on the microphone <laughs> uh anything else coming up i feel like this weekend is going to be way exciting um there's a potential that i'll get a a challenge from the box alarm trading fellas from youtube Sweet. shout out shout out guys uh, might not be a challenge on this weekend's picks, but if they do, I'll insert it right here. And if they didn't, then nothing will have just happened. And uh, those are our picks. Uh, but next time, we were, we're going to make something happen. Uh, they're here local, and they do some fun stuff with the UFC Panini card train and uh, enjoy their content. Always fun. And yeah. I think everyone should hop over to our website and uh, listen to the episode, buy the merch and hit the mailbag. Send us your stuff. Like tell your, a friend, tell a friend that we're taking the hobbits to Isengard and we can use some help. Mm-hmm. We need somebody who knows how to cook a fresh batch of conies. That's all I'm saying. There's only one way. To eat a brace of conies. <laughs> I feel like that's a great outro. I'm having trouble understanding this reference. <laughs> All Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Look, Mr. Frodo, it's an honor. Uh, let's let's end on this. Ryan, who is your Super Bowl pick? Ah, uh, yes, win? yes. Super Bowl pick. NFL starts in two days. Who's winning the Super Bowl? Buffalo Bills. You? LA Rams? No, no. Although I'm I'm getting a little tired of this, and it's not gonna be the Rams bullshit because <laughs> I, I'm I'm just getting a little tired of it. Um from all these people who are fucking 49ers fans. Who by the way, shout out to uh to our good friend Mike. Um mm-hmm. hell yeah, brother. Hell, hell yeah, brother barbecue, who on this very show said the 49ers season and 
Thus, the division is going to come down to Trey Lance and then not 48 hours later, Jimmy Garoppolo re-signed with him. So, uh, <laughs> in any case, um, I think there's like four teams that have like the strongest claim to it. The Bills, the uh, Chiefs, the Packers, and the Rams. I could see it not being one of those four teams, but... I mean, fuck, I don't know. There's a lot of teams that it's not going to be. I I do think it's going to be one of those four. Um, I think my hottest prediction, ah, they're in such a terrible division. I was going to say the Bucs aren't going to make the playoffs, but they're going to win that division just as long as Tom Brady (laughs) exists. So Atlanta's terrible. So is New Orleans and really so is Carolina. New Orleans. Michael Thomas is hurt again. Like, fuck, they're done. Is he really? That's a shame. What a talent. Yeah. Um. You know, honestly, one of these years, it's going to happen again for Aaron Rodgers. You could really say the same thing for Patrick Mahomes. One of these years, it's probably going to happen for Josh Allen. So, it, I don't know. It 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 really seems likely to be one of those three, unless one of them suffers catastrophic injury, which could happen. Take any team out of the running. So, Hey, Buffalo Bills, 2023. <laughs> Still the 2022 champions. Ah, uh, well. That's how much I know about science. What about uh, Smash Mouth 2024? Again? Smash Mouth. Hey, you know why I love MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together. It did. You know what?